freaking auto! This, this is Brock and Salk. I don't read the internet, guys. Presented by Carter, Volkswagen, and Ballard. Take the bull by the hands. On Seattle Sports. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. And Brooke Ward, you are. And Brooke, you are. Now here are your hosts, Brock Heward and Mike Salk. Well, we did have a plan, uh, and I had some funny sound to play you guys here. But, uh, you know, plans change. So we'll do that at 930. You can uh, judge for yourself which was crazier and which would be harder to listen to because, uh, Brock, we got a call here from a friend, Dan Orlowski, yeah. friend of yours. Hi, Dan. Good morning. How are you? Thanks for being with us. Uh, I'm, I'm doing great. Great to be with you guys. Good afternoon where I am in the East Coast. Good morning where you guys are in the West. Hey, Danny, did I see this right? You're doing some Monday Night Football this year and obviously NFL Live, which has taken off. Ratings bonanza with the whole crew back together again. No college football road trips for you this year? <laughs> no, no college football, man, which is a little bit of a bummer. But I think, you know, with me being I'm in studio Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And then with the six NFL games that I have, it was just, uh, I guess, in ESPN's eyes, a lot for the travel. And, um, you know, their, their college football crews are at the top with Herbie and Greg McElroy and Jesse Palmer. I was kind of going to be slotted for the fourth ESPN game. So I think they kind of just sat there and said, with everything else that's going on and with the ABC show that I'll be doing on Saturday with Nagandi, um, not doing college football this year, which is a bummer. Uh, but obviously getting six NFL games is, is really cool. Very, very cool. Well, let's focus on uh, on that end of it. And if I'm a producer on NFL Live and uh, and we got a show this week leading into the season and I ask you guys to come up with the third best team in the NFC. San Fran and Philly, I think, will be the runaways, right? The amount of talent, the experience. They played in the title game last year in the NFC. Dan, right now, going into the season, who is the third best in your eyes in the NFC? It's the Dallas Cowboys. It is. Um, we're talking about a team that, you know, if they play poorly on defense, is going to be top five in the NFL, likely top three if they play to their capability. Um, an offense that... You know, I think offensive line-wise will run the ball relatively efficiently. And because of Tony Pollard's question mark, we don't know exactly how deep the running back room is. Obviously, back-to-back 12-win seasons prove that they're a good football team. So, Brock, I, I still think it's it's Dallas at three. Um, I think that they're in the playoffs, yes. Um, we'll have to see what they do in those playoffs. Um, you know, if... if uh, if you were going to say like, give me the give me the fourth best, right? Because I think a lot of people are going to say three. If you were going to mm-hmm. ask me to to, stick, to pick the fourth team, I would say the Detroit Lions. Um, I think Detroit's play caller is is up there. Ben Johnson in the conversation. You know, Kyle Shanahan, Andy Reid's of the world right now. This is the top three offensive line, which will control the football game. I think Aiden Hutchinson at the end is a star, and it's a rebuilt secondary with a lot of pieces. So. Um, because of their physical nature, uh, specifically on the offensive line, I would say the fourth team right behind Dallas is Detroit. Well, I appreciate, I appreciate that you're not going to come on here and just kiss butt in, in Seattle and just tell everybody that the Seahawks are number three or four, because I think there's a pretty strong belief here that they might be. How far do you think they are from those other couple of teams? Yeah. Very close. You know, I would sit there and say after that group, we're, we're having a conversation of the New Orleans Saints, the Seattle Seahawks, um, the New York Giants, um, so I, I, and maybe like the Green Bay Packers. You know, Seattle, 
will be very a very good football team. I think the offensive line, especially on the inside, is probably the question mark offensively. Geno's going to play really well. Two good backs, lesser receivers. Let's see how Jackson comes back from the injury and just kind of see how that the interior of their offensive line plays. Um, and then defensively, you know, you want to see does Mafe take a big step? You know, the addition of Draymond, uh, you know, how well the secondary gels in the back end, you know, where it is. I, I'm not super attached to the situation. Where does Jamal, if at all, find his way onto the field? So can Woolen put a second year in a row back to you? So Seattle is going to be a really, really good football team. I don't know if they – the, the reason why I would sit here and say I think I put Detroit above the Seattle is I don't think that Seattle has a unit on their team, respectfully, that is as dominant as Detroit's offensive line. Detroit's offensive line will control games. I don't know if Seattle has a unit that I sit there and say they are, when it comes to controlling the game, dominant. Hmm. What do you think of Geno? I think Geno can build – on what he did a year ago. We, we've sat down with Pete and Gino. It's been great over the last uh, few weeks. And, and actually, yeah. we asked Gino very specifically. Here's Gino's answer to, to Mike's question to him of can you – do you have to repeat? Can you do more than you did a year ago? I think, in my opinion, I think Coach Carroll is absolutely right. A lot of me thinks that the season I had last year gets overshadowed for whatever reason. Um, I actually had a really, really good season. And when I talk about being better, I talk about being better in certain areas like the red zone or – situations like third down or being better at protecting the football um you know keeping you know keeping drives alive with my feet you know being more mobile you know doing some of those things uh as far as the numbers go i mean it it, you got to do whatever it takes to win games you know so the numbers may not be as good or they may be even better and i'm striving to be a lot better than i was last year even with the numbers but um for me it's situational and um i think that's what he's alluding to in that can he be better than he was last year? Yeah, if he does, Brock, we're we're we're, we're having a conversation of you know th- this team being in in the NFC title game conversation. Um, you know, I've said this multiple times. No one threw, no one, not a single quarterback in the NFL threw more perfect passes last year than Geno Smith did. So, like, as I would love to answer, yes. Um, you know, I would sit here and say, and Gino kind of hinted at it in those situations. If Jackson Smith and Jigba becomes what I think he is, and what obviously a lot of people in the NFL think he's got the potential to be, Gino will have a better year because DK is going to play really well. Tyler will play really well. That trifecta at tight end will play really well. This young man is is special when it comes to his route running feel and nuance, and so. Um, you know, I don't think that Geno holds back. I, you know, I think the thing that happened last year, because we were kind of talking about this, Brock, is one of the unique things that happened with their offense and with Shane at the play calling was there was so many, and you know this because you played it at the highest. There's There was so many, like, built-in free completions in their offense, and Geno did such a disciplined job of taking them that mm-hmm. very rarely did he ever feel like he had to force a football but almost every time he felt like he could be aggressive with the football. And you know, that's such a fun world to be in. And it's such a unique world to be in mentality wise. If they can replicate that for him, where they just build in those free completions, 
So he he doesn't get into those moments. Man, like, oh man, I got to force the football. I haven't had a completion in two drives. Or, I mean, we we got to get a chunk here. And while while also knowing I can keep being aggressive with my eyes and with my decision making instead of being reckless. And so I think if they can kind of live in that world again, I could see it. Um, and if he does, man, it'll be a really really difficult team to beat. We, we know you got to run. We do as well. But I, I can't let you go without asking this. I, I, we had Jeff Passon on right before you. He heard us tease that you were coming up next. And he texted me and said, ask Orlovsky why he thinks Mookie is better than Otani. Oh, boy. Is that a real thing? Oh, man. All right. Here, here's, my, here's my pushback. And 30 you seconds. You guys being West Coast, I'm getting hated on. But I think Julio's awesome. You can't tell me that the best baseball player right now and the best baseball player ever, I've never seen take a live at bat. Wait, what? Say that again. Say Your that again. argument that Otani isn't better is that you've never seen him play. I gotta at some point. I gotta get the. the, the I gotta watch <laughs> the guy actually play baseball. <laughs> that That's good. Well, I like assure, that answer. That's a fair answer. You having watched him play many at bats? Yes. They do happen. Oh my gosh! What a wonderful answer. I, I love, love that. That's a good answer, Dan. That's great. That's yep. pretty much the only way you can answer that question. That's yep. awesome. I love it. Thank you, man. We appreciate it. Thank you, Danny. You guys have a great day. That is awesome. <laughs> what if, you know? You know who he reminds me of is Matt Hasselbeck. Yes, North and East Tim. A, oh, kind of so a combination good. of Matt and Tim, but more of Matt. Yes, he could be another Hasselbeck brother. Like I mean, if Matt ever so, leaves yes. the family or something, they could adopt Dan in and have him be the so third dialed Hasselbeck. in. Aaron Rodgers. So huh? oh, dude, wow. Oh my gosh, Mora. That's not what I meant. Wow. That's just you know what. Let's go to break. Mora's gonna think about how mean she is for a little while. We'll give you everything you need to know. It's Brock and Salk on CL Sports on seven ten clsportscom Need to know. 15 minutes past every hour with Brock and Salk. Here's what you need to know. Up first. It really has just been so fun here over the course of the last two months. Every night, the Mariners take the field. They're giving themselves a chance to win, scoring early, scoring often. Yesterday, it was J.P. Crawford leading off with a home run. And a few innings later, Julio decided to follow suit. Here's the set and the 1-1 on the way to Julio. Swinging a drive deep into center field. Butler going back, looking up. Goodbye, baseball. Into the pen. Julio Rodriguez with his 24th home run of the season. Three RBIs on the night. It's now the Mariners six and the A's nothing. What a month. What a year. What a young career for Julio Rodriguez. Well, and I'll throw in what a game. He ended up with four hits by the time it was all said and done. Had the double earlier, had the home run that you heard there, then beat out an infield single that really was just a ground ball to the left side. He beat it out, and then another little dinky infield single. But that's four hits and just showing off all the range. Everything that Julio can bring to the table, Scott Service knows what we're watching. What we're watching is really, it's historical. And I, it's crazy to say that, you know, um, for a player that's that young. But to do what he's doing for the span that he's done it for now, like you said, 28 hits in 10 days, I didn't know that. That's that's ridiculous. It's hard. It's, it's like when you're back in Little League and you can get a hit whenever you want. I never had that feeling, but Julio's doing it at the highest level. Um, and good for him. And good for the Mariners. And he's doing it coming off of a, of a volley in some adversity earlier this season, Salt, that it didn't look this way. You know, I was looking at one of my tweets from a couple months ago where he was just jumpy. You know, it just felt like in, in, in it felt like the league had a beat on him, right? It was just fastball in, fastball in, spin away, spin away. And it just, 
when is that adjustment going to come? And he was just so anxious to, to, to rectify that and so anxious to live up to the huge expectations and all the hype and the all-star game and everything else. And my goodness gracious, as he settled in, whatever physical adjustment he made to get more into his legs, and not just by sinking into him, as Jerry DePoto told us, but really trusting that unbelievable strength, the dynamic talent he has. And he is putting the entire tool bag on display. And his passing said, number two in all of war in the American League behind only Mr. Otani. Pretty darn impressive. Uh, unfortunately, the only bad news, everybody else won last night as well. Astros, Texas, Toronto, all of them win. So Mariners State game up in the West. George Kirby gets the ball tonight against Ken Waldachuk and the Oakland A's. Here's the second thing. And we're creeping up here under four hours to go before cuts are due in the NFL. No huge names yet across the league, although more mentioned Miles Gaskin. Certainly a familiar name here in Seattle was let go already in Miami. Uh, Seahawks let go Tajon Lindsay, who kind of looked pretty decent running back some kicks as a wide receiver, but undrafted rookie at best. He's probably destined for the practice squad. The better news, though, is that Jackson Smith and Jigba seems like he's doing pretty well. Ian Rappaport saying he's going to miss IR to start the season, so that means he should be able to play sometime in the first few weeks. In terms of roster battles, one of the more interesting ones, Tyreek Smith against Levi Bell. Brady Henderson handicapped it yesterday. Yeah, and that would be the one guy, I think, that if if Tyreek Smith doesn't make it, it would probably be be in favor of Levi Bell, who is uh, you know, whenever you think of the term, you hear about guys playing with their hair on fire. That's exactly what you think of when you see Levi Bell. And he's he's kind of done a lot. Like, he even played, I think, some interior defensive line for them. Even got out there at fullback when Nick Ballore was out. Um, he's sort of a built like a bowling ball, so not the typical outside linebacker build. But he plays his butt off, and uh, he gave them some uh, you know decent production. So I would think that if he's not on the 53, he's the practice squad candidate. I think I totally agree with that. And I think that is a, a tremendous analysis from Brady Henderson, as always. I know that Brady is refreshing his phone, just like 1,200 guys around the league are refreshing their phones, trying to figure out whether they've got a livelihood in this league. And as much as coaches, and I repeat this at the start of every training camp, in all 32 teams get in their team meetings and say, don't count the numbers, don't look around the room. The majority of us can look around the room and say, yeah, players 90 through 70, kind of know where you are and it's going to be a long shot to make the team and that's been a lot of the guys to this point released from here forward over the next few hours this is when more surprises will come i promise you it won't just be miles gaskin over the next three hours and i am hoping maybe a creative trade that john and pete and trent kirshner and the personnel department can put together and find a win-win with somebody out there to address a few needs that this team certainly still has Here's the third thing you need to know. Well, we talk about some of those other teams and what they are doing elsewhere. One thing I've seen is that all of the uh, Seahawk quarterback killers out there have seemed to have been released so far. It was nice to see that uh, Colt McCoy is not going to be in Arizona since he's beaten them a couple of times. Notice that uh, John Wolford, right? Remember John Wolford with the Rams? Oh, little Johnny Wolford. Yeah, he's been cut from yeah. the box, so he won't be able to do them any damage, at least for the moment. If, uh, what's the other guy's name? Nick Mullins? If Nick Mullins mm-hmm. ends up getting released, at least it'll be a good week for the Mar- for the Seahawks. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, lots to lots to keep an eye on in Arizona. I know you're not allowed to, to tank uh, in the NFL quite as much as maybe you do in some of these other sports, but if a team is doing it, Oof. you certainly get the feel Arizona is. That's for sure. And that's that's not because Colt McCoy was going to be their savior or is even that much better, frankly, than Dobbs or, or Toon. Uh, other than the Seahawks in his career, it's been a mighty struggle for him to stay consistent and healthy. But uh, putting... 
Mr. Kyler on the pup, and we'll see when and if he comes off that thing. It mm-hmm. sure looks like they're playing to their two top five picks they will likely have in April. All right, there you go. That is everything you need to know. Quarter past every hour here on the Brock and Salk Show. Did Dan Orlovsky really just say that he thinks Mookie Betts is better because he's never seen Otani taken at bat? Essentially, his argument is that Mookie Betts used to play for the Red Sox, right? right? I'm t- I mean, the folks in the North, you know this. Yeah, I know. When games started, even when it's early out here at 640 and we're doing backflips, they're going to bed 940, 10 o'clock in the Northeast. So did you know? he feel the same way about Junior? I mean, like, because that was the same thing. It's not like Junior was playing in the World Series. True. True. Well, fair question. At least he was honest. He was I, honest I from beginning the beginning from the Alpha to the Omega. Right. You know, I appreciate it. I appreciate so. the honesty. Totally agree with that. If you're going to if you're going to have East Coast bias, at yeah. least just stand up and say it. Right. That's like, right. Yeah, of course. Mind giving out takes that he knows he's going to get heat for it. He does not. Remember the whole, like, he doesn't change his towels out thing. Right. Um, right. He's got yeah. some pretty bad food takes. Like, he eats, like, a five-year-old. Yeah. Doesn't like, any seasoning or yeah. flavor. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he could be the he could be a fourth Hasselbeck brother. If, if, they needed, <laughs> if they needed another quarterback brother in their family, he could absolutely join the Hasselbeck family, giving them one more than the Hewards, which uh, would probably lead them to dominance. All right. We were going to play a little game of buy or sell at 9 o'clock. Should we do that next? Because I, I'm really excited yes. to play you these two pieces of sound and see which one you can get further through. We'll do that next. Brock and Salk, CL Sports on 710 CLSports.com. This, this is Brock and Salk. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. Back in mornings from 6 to 10. On Seattle Sports and the Seattle Sports app. You buying what Orlovsky was selling that the Seahawks are at best the fifth best team in the NFC? He made some good points. I, I, I think the point he made that, that stuck with me the most, and maybe we can come back to it tomorrow, although we're so busy tomorrow. We've got Buster Olney and then KJ and then Scott Service going to join us tomorrow. So it's kind of a huge day. But uh, the point about Detroit having one unit that was more dominant than anything the Seahawks have, I thought was pretty interesting. And the fact that it's the offensive line is like, yeah, that's kind of a good point. That sounds like at about 8.15 tomorrow with K.J. Wright. Yeah. I think that's about right. I think that Maura, write good. that down. Maura, remember that for our show note tonight, okay? Because Sol and I won't. Now, she's, Make just, sure she's we... shaking her head at you, dude. She's done with you for today. What? I think Maura's what, done me? with you for today. Me? Or you? You, or I didn't say anything. She's shaking her head at you, not at me. Oh, I was trying okay. to make sure I have the stuff that you guys wanted to add in here to oh. buy or sell. I'm sorry, what was the note? No, don't worry about it. It just has to I'll do with Dan, just Dan Orlovsky. Moore is busy. She's doing other stuff. Brock, we'll talk about it later. Uh, I had to ask you this question because we had two pieces of sound show up today. Uh, both from things that I think would be hard to listen to for a long time. So I was curious, before we get to our little game of buy or sell, which of these two things you could listen to longer? Remember we did this okay. once with Russ and yes. uh, his... Uh, oh, yeah, you couldn't go like 10 seconds no. with his love to Sierra. With his love on his anniversary. Right. And, oh, yeah. So two uh-huh. pieces of sound from today. Which could you get through the most of? Here's number one. Accessing and tapping into auras, timeline. <laughs> Past lives, all these different experiences. No, sorry, that's the wrong one. I'm sorry about that. I didn't mean to. That's Blue of Earth. I'm sorry. I just, (laughs) I didn't mean to play that. That was obviously a huge mistake, and I'm very sorry about that. Sure. I did not mean uh to play Blue of Earth. I'm sorry. I meant to play, uh, what's his name's wife? Uh, Matthew Stafford. I have some sound of Kelly Kelly? Stafford. Here's her podcast. And they have a lot of rookies on their team this year. They're very young. So this will be a very interesting season. But, He's like, I feel like I can't connect because 
in the old days, you would come out of come out of practice, you'd shower. This is during training camp. Shower. People would be playing cards. People would be interacting. Who knows what they're doing? You know, but they're they're doing something together. They're at least talking. He said now they get done with practice or get done with meetings during training camp and they go straight to their phones. Like no one looks up from their phone. So Matthew was like, I don't even know how to, like, do I, am I the dad? Do I take the phones? Text them? I mean, they're, and he's like, I want them to see me as like, not as like a, the, a coach, you know, he feels like they say like, sir to him. And he's like, no, 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 we're on the same level here. We're both playing in this league. Like, all let right, me get to know you. You're done. That's you made, That's all you had yeah. in you. Okay. Yeah, I mean, there's some decent points there, to be honest. Like, I, I remember talking yeah, to you Peyton. You like talking about, career. about uh, connection. Putting your putting your phones away. I like connection. I like, oh, But just the tone. That's a, a, There's not a lot of stuff tone. Even more of a more is like, yeah, tone's tough. Kind of get annoyed. Kind of annoying. Just a question yeah. for you. If, if podcasts, et cetera, had been a thing 20 years ago when you were in the league. Uh-huh. You think Ashley would Manning? Molly? You think Ashley Manning oh. would have had a podcast like that? I'm telling you right now, Ashley Manning had a podcast today would be phenomenal. <laughs> Molly, my wife follows her on Instagram. She's like, I don't know how she lives every single day. I know they're, how she lives. She's got so much every, HGH, she can live forever. She is everywhere. I know. All the Starting time. with her, I mean Peyton, I mean her HGH dealer. Gosh, she is amazing. She's yeah. a contractor, licensed contractor in a couple states. Okay. She is just a go-getter. Right. Okay, so, so number so one. Thing, it wasn't even the tone that was annoying. It's that her whole podcast is about Matt Stafford's <laughs> life. Like, she talked about him and, yeah. like, he should have gotten credit for the Super Bowl. And he should, like, how do you, can you imagine Molly doing a podcast and just talking about you and your. She would not. No, that wouldn't happen. Life on uh-uh. the field. I'd like to hear a podcast nope. where Brock just talks about Molly. Oh, wait, it's just the show. Uh, all oh, right, wow. here we go. Here is the <laughs> other piece of sound from yesterday. This is the new version of Undisputed with Skip Bayless surrounded by Richard Sherman, Michael Irvin, and Keyshawn Johnson. Learn to catch this ball in your body. Yeah. So, so in your hands, you tighten up, ball goes through you. Are you tighten up, ball That's hits the, the ground. That's the worst advice. So, I've so, ever so, heard so, for so a receiver, now. don't catch it with your hands, catch it with your body. How you don't tell it? me that's the worst advice. I'm probably only one of the best to ever do it at playing that what game. What I'm saying I, is, you, well, I don't know how you, you can tell me catch it with your body and not your hands. In no. championships on every level, what I'm talking about doing, I want championships on every level doing. I don't know how you going to say that's say bad that, advice. You don't say how is that bad advice? Because if you're telling kids to catch with their body and not no, their no, hands, sure, you got to listen you, to what he's saying. Wait, no. No, no. Thank I you, understand what he's saying. Thank you. But what I'm saying, what I'm saying, I play quarter. If you catch it in your body, you bringing it that close, and I'm on your back, I'm getting that out of here. Every single time, I'm getting that out of here. All right, so a couple of things. First of all, I could listen to this much longer than I could listen to Kelly Stafford. Is it a TV show or angry oh. guys at a bus stop screaming? Second of all, Michael Irvin sounds completely insane. Why is he talking like that? Third of all, Sherm is arguing with two Hall of Fame wide receivers about how to mm-hmm. catch a football, a guy who's a failed receiver and turned into a cornerback? Come on, man. Mm-hmm. T.O. went on Twitter this morning and defended him. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Well, T.O. Oh, couldn't yeah. catch. That doesn't, I mean, that makes perfect sense. Wow. I'm going to trust the two guys who had great hands over T.O. who was a great receiver who couldn't catch. Dude, Sherm was ready to throw on him. Sherm Sher- was ready no, to throw wasn't. on him like no, you were wasn't. on Paisley. Yes, no, he was. he wasn't. If, that so, entire what? thing was an act, and he was not ready to throw on anyone. Act. 
one hundred percent. I agree. Act that was done. This is not going to be the norm for this show. Normally, it is ghost going to be one of those guys and Skip Bayless. So that was one hundred percent just a random one-off where all four guys were in there at the same time and they were just trying to show you know get some publicity around what the show is. So Michael Irvin was told to act like a crazy person for a couple minutes. Sherm did his best Sherm where he just screamed for you know attention and the next thing you know everybody's going to talk about them that is what we call in the business a stunt and that is 1000% what just happened yeah and was that also the format it's going to be or are they rotating I think they're rotating that's what I was just saying that many people yeah no they're just rotating that so that is a stunt that is not real that is not the norm that was a one time only and I would not expect that to ever happen again Uh, that was 100% for attention so I could listen to it because I found that actually to be kind of entertaining unlike the Kelly Stafford thing which sounds just terrible just no thank you yeah i'm out i'm out on that (laughs) i don't think i could listen to either you don't think you could listen to a few minutes of uh of of sherm and michael irvin yelling at each other that was kind of funny i I avoid that type of confrontation well i do too generally but like for a few minutes like i wouldn't seek that out but like i was at least chuckling while i was listening to it i mean like i thought there was some entertainment value as opposed to the other thing which had none so yeah i mean there's a there's a few options i still would probably choose this the eagle medicine <laughs> is to zoom way out and to see the intricacies of how everything has played out and how everything will play out yeah. and so in the past a lot of my medicine has been zooming out right okay. and to see oh I went to this school yes. and I felt this with this you teacher, but then this really unlocked do. this later down the line. And I like when she got stranded in Machu Picchu. That was my favorite thing <laughs> of the whole Blue of Earth like story arc. I think my favorite thing was when she got stranded in Peru and he was like, eh. Like these, things, these things happen. Here we are on the top of Machu Picchu, surrounded by butterflies with uh-huh. the most mind-blowing views that I think I've ever seen. <laughs> Check it out. <laughs> it's so funny. Okay. Aaron Rodgers is like, yeah, you're on your own so in Peru. you have no choice. You have to pick which podcast you're going on, Blue okay. Earth or Kelly Stafford. Blue of Earth. Really? Dude, I would laugh my butt off on the Blue of <laughs> yeah, Earth podcast. Always- entertaining uh, dude i would l- i have so many questions for blue of earth about the akashic ocean and all that stuff like what do you ask kelly stafford nothing i don't care about kelly stafford there was a point where it was just their kids coming on and like yelling stuff into the microphone well and blue of earth is self-made i mean like say what you want she's created this empire for herself all about you know this transcendental whatever that i'm not particularly into and i find sort of entertaining and silly <laughs> But there's a huge group out there, I think, that is very interested in it, including her ex-boyfriend, Aaron Rodgers. So I can kind of I could kind of get into Blue of Earth and what she's doing and kind of chuckle along. And I think I'd have a lot of questions back for her. Kelly Stafford is just like she's only in any way famous because her husband's a good quarterback. I'm not interested in that at all. And I don't think I would make it through very long. How about you, Justin? No, neither. Um I guess Blue Earth, just because she probably has more interesting, <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to say backstory because I don't know her backstory. Right. Well, she's got to have some sort of a backstory. She turned herself into, you know, a name that we know. So anyway, all I right. I would be, I'd have more Aaron Rodgers questions that I'd want to know. All right. Well, uh, we do have a couple of minutes here before, uh, before we, uh, before we do ranked. Something's happened to Brock. I don't know. We have him back. Oh, do we have Brock back? I just stalled. I thought long enough. And now finally you make it back. Oh, goodness gracious. Yeah. Hi. Hi. 
that was like a, a power surge. Like Sherman was ready to throw on him. If you watch, uh, you you didn't watch the video. He was he was ready to fight Michael Irvin. So if that's what we're going to get uh, every single day, um, I'm out. That was know? absolutely I'm fake. One hundred percent stunted. All right, we have four minutes before okay, ranked. Uh, Mora, let's do a few minutes of buy or sell. Dominic Canzone's, uh, we're going to call it the pinch fingers. That's what the emoji is called. The little Italian gesture. Is that the best individual celebration currently on this team? Are you buying or selling? I'm selling. Uh, it's a good celebration. But there's, Sold there's in a, the back row. Thank you. Yes, there's a few others that are better. I think. Uh, well, Julio's. No fly zone X, mm-hmm. I think, is pretty great. Mm-hmm. Individual, so that doesn't include like the team dance or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, just individual. Ones. Yeah, I'm gonna say the only ones that are better are that and the uh, JP Crawford fish hook. Yeah, what? What? Why have I not noticed Kinzo? What have I missed? Where was oh, that? I don't know. He does it all the time. Does he really? Yeah. Every time he gets on base. After he caught that crazy catch in yeah. the field, he did the no fly zone. Then he did the yeah. The they gesture. did it to him. Is out it like the, the? Is it like the horn frog? No, like it's like the like the Italian like. When they say Italian, people talk with their hands. Yeah. Kiss. Come on. You pinch your fingers together and put yeah. Right. Yeah, I'm out. I'm out of that soul. Well, you just haven't seen it, so. Well, and you got much so. I mean, this is like Orlowski saying he's out on strike. I'm just sold. Yeah, Eugenio's uh, you binoculars, are just too. I like the binoculars. Yeah. He just wants this. I do like the binoculars. Second row, she's an eight, she's a nine, she's a ten, I know. Okay. All right, now I'm ramped. Let's go. Here we All go. right. The Seahawks have struggled in the screen game for years now, but they were worst in the league when running screenplays last season at 13% uh, success rate. Yeah. Buy or sell the Seahawks figuring out a solution. Oh, sell. Buy. Buy. Sell. Buy. Sell. Sold in the back row. Oh, There's no evidence better. that that's true. It hasn't been sure. true for over a decade. Until I see it, I'm selling it. Uh, you got continuity now with that offensive line. They're deeper and deeper in the playbook. Jackson's amazing at that stuff. Yeah, they're going to be so much better. It's like so, so much better. God, you are a sucker. All right. Uh, buy or sell something Brock texted us over the weekend. Uh-oh. Buy or sell Brock's concern over someone losing an eye during the sunflower seed shower yes. in the dugout. A buy. Stop it. That's a buy. What is wrong with you? Dude, those are sharp. No, they're not. Uh, someone took one in the eye. I think it was Cal or somebody, and they kept like, oh, don't damage the retina and the cornea. Don't do that. If that happens, I will fall over shot. I will say, having once so, gotten a... In the uh, back road. What did I get in my eye at Chambers? I got a fescue seed stuck in my yes. eye. Remember, it had to be pulled out afterwards. Correct. It was like three quarters of an inch long. Disgusting. Yes. It was, but I survived. I mean, like, it didn't bother me longer than the few hours it was in there. Well, just throw the seeds this. at the body. Throw the seeds at the back of the head. Just be careful at the face. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Well, second tier to this, Justin says he always thinks about the waste. I just can't. Oh, so, so many good sunflower seeds on the ground. Stop it. So much waste. <laughs> One more real quick. All right. Um, let's see. Buy or sell, Trey Brown beat out Mike Jackson in the cornerback competition this offseason. Sold. You think Mike Jackson beat him out? Sold. Yeah. Oh, in yeah. the back row. Mm. Dude, you and I disagree on everything today. I'm going to buy that. I watched Mike Jackson play in those preseason games. Trey Brown won that job. Uh-huh. Yeah. Who's starting? Who's getting all the run? Who's continuing to get all the run? Yeah, it's going to be Mike Jackson. You're probably right about that one. All right, there you go. That is a uh, quick version of buy or sell. Poor Brock. He's very concerned about the sunflower seeds. Yeah. You're very mo- That's a very big mom energy you've got there, or maybe grandmother energy. Did, do you think Bayless enjoyed not saying a word? Yes. How do you think he handled that? You think he's okay with that? 
For now, for a day. Oh, like, do I think he's going to be good for that long term? Probably not, oh, but for a day. Oh, no. Yikes. I mean, he did it. Yeah. He got a lot of attention for a show, which generally sure is did. the only thing he's looking for. Yeah, what so, they want. Yeah, yeah, I would say it worked out. All right. Guess what time it is? Moore's favorite what? time of the day. Got a list? Time to put it in order. Fred Dwarmfor's house. Top five. Top five meals that I have ever had. This is ranked. To be honest, that list was really biased. Brought to you by Carter Volkswagen. Every morning at 945 on Brock and Saw. Yeah, top ten list. I'm not buying that. Ranked. Oh my gosh, we've got so much today, Justin, because today is... The anniversary of the second battle of Bull Run. The second battle of Bull Run. The first one wasn't good enough. They had to do it again. Run it back. So this... <laughs> run it back. <laughs> Bull run. You guys want to run it back? Yeah. We'll give it another run. Second battle of Bull Run. So with that in mind, we have Bulls ranked. Bulls ranked. Like the running of the Bulls. Do you ever want to participate Absol- in that? That seems like something you would do. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. That's up your alley. Not a question. You would like that. You ever have a Bulls? You know who did that? Who? Chip Kelly and Scott Frost back in the day. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Chip and Scott went over there to Pamplona. Wore the little outfits yeah. and ran with the bulls. Huh. Crazy. I love that scene in uh, in City Slickers where they're doing the running of the bulls. For funny. Uh, how about uh, bullseye's candy? You ever had a bullseye candy, like the little caramels with the cream filling? Oh, not bad. Very good, actually. Larisol's favorite right there. Delicious. Yeah, you also got bullseye barbecue sauce. Of course, Red Bull, you may have heard it gives you wings. Red Bull's not top five? Mm. No, it's not so a top a, five. Oh, How about that? It's a very competitive category, I got to tell you. There's a lot of good stuff for the top five today, and that one just just didn't uh, quite make the list. That's a bunch of BS. You think so? I think it's a bunch of bull. We've got uh, this from Toy Story. I got the wings, Bullseye! Yeah! <laughs> that's Bullseye. Bullseye, the character. Yes, of course. Uh, I also, now this one hurt me. I really wanted this to be in the top five, but it just was sort of just starting to show my age. So, uh, Bull from Night Court. Once when I was a kid, I got mad and mm. broke my baseball bat. I got mad once and broke my doll. Over your head? <laughs> <laughs> All right, that show does not really hold up, it but it was great in its time. <laughs> it really was great in its day. It does not hold up very well. Uh, we had a lot of things with Bullet, like Bullet Train, right? The uh, movie a couple years ago. Uh-huh. The train. No, you're ranking bulls. Bull. Right. Bullet. Part of like bullet. Steve McQueen in Bullet. Yeah, it was Bullet. Right. Of course, you got Sitting Bull. You got, Rock. Ra- you got Raging Bull. That's yeah. a bull. Yeah. You got Ferdinand the Bull. <laughs> you got the Bronx, the Bronx Bull. bull. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot. That weird movie, Bully. What is that? Yeah, it's a dark, dark movie. It's, I think it's based on a true story, but it's dark. Well, speaking of bullies. Brock, I'll take over your bad bet with G if you can tell me who sang that song. Yeah, Bully. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so upset. I thought that would be a tough one. I really ball. figured Brock would know Sam the Sham and the Pharaohs, but no, uh, didn't, didn't quite happen this time. Uh, Justin put on here Citizen Cope. Yeah. Well, what you done here is put yourself between a bullet and a target. All right, between a bullet and a target. Uh, once years ago, Brock. Salk in ranked, and then when you put stuff in here, you like he always likes to specify. Justin put uh, this like on it, like here. It. Well, I don't it's always like you're know not it. A team. I don't always know it. I want to give Justin credit for his knowledge as well. That does keep me very separate. Once years ago, Brock confused this song, thinking it was Kiss, but it was the Bullet Boys. Kind of 
kind of an underrated band from their time. Uh, Soundgarden did Slaves and Bulldozers. Dude, that early Soundgarden stuff is so dark Nobody and grungy. like you anymore. I loved, loved that album. That's off... Uh, uh, Bad Motor Finger? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's her best album, for sure. Uh, every time we do Ranked and we miss Bob Seger, my dad gets mad at me. So don't worry, we do have Bob Seger and the Silver Bullet Band. We've got tonight, Who needs tomorrow? Why don't who needs you it? stay? <laughs> needs Not it? the next line. Oh, <laughs> Why don't you stay? Get a lot of text about Bullet Whiskey, Bullet Bourbon. Oh, one of my favorites, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, that belongs on there. Atreyu becoming the bull. I know you're not going to play that. You got Bullet my bull for my Valentine, yeah. Bully by Shinedown. Hats off to the bull, Chevelle. Sweating Bullets by Megadeth. Give me back my bullets. Skinner. I'm not playing Bullet uh, Bullet the Blue Sky. I'm not a YouTube fan, but I know that people like that song. I'm aware. I got you. You ready for the top five? It's a really, really tough top five today. I told you already. But and this one's going to be controversial, but I think given the number of of hits he's had, all the success that he's had, number five for me has got to be Pitbull. Shout out to Ryan Divish, who I know loves him and probably is going to be upset he's not number one. Divish is a Pitbull guy? No. Okay. He is not. (laughs) Not a fan. Not. But don't you have to put Pitbull in the top five? Yeah, Pitbull. He's Mister Three Hundred Five. He's, he's been around. I'll tell you what. I listened to the Pitbull interview on Howard Stern, and afterwards, I kind of became a Pitbull fan. Dude, he's him and Flo Rida both. Like, really interesting like, dude. Can't listen to him. Very interesting guys. Both. I, I listen to him never. Although, I do kind of like one song of his. Is it uh, We Run the Night? We Own the we Night. We Own the Night. We Run the Night. It's him and, like, Havana something. I kind of like that song. Mm. I'll give him credit on that one. I feel like they could we, put a serial killer on Howard Stern and you would be like, no. I kind of like him. No, I listen to other people in there and I'm like, <laughs> I like them even less. Right, so like I listened okay. to Machine Gun Kelly and I was like, out. No, thank you. Never <laughs> yeah, again. Totally done with that guy. Not uh, even a little Rocky bit. and Bullwinkle. Oh, it's a big miss. Miss that on. Darn it. Darn it. Shoot. Number four. You didn't have that? That's Bullet with Butterfly Wings, number four from Smashing Pumpkins. Bullets don't count. It's literally Bullet. The word is in it. Yeah, I I mean, it's literally Bullet. Uh, Counts to me. Okay, that's number four, you said? How do we miss Rocky and Bullwinkle? That's going to bother me all day. That's a really sad. That's a pretty big miss. Bull market. Uh, number three, going back to the movies, one of my all-time favorites. The hanging curveball, high fiber, good scotch, but the novels of Susan Sontag are self-indulgent, overrated crap. I believe Lee Harvey Oswald acted alone. I believe there ought to be a constitutional amendment outlawing AstroTurf and the designated hitter. Well, that's basically now happened. He's uh, gotten his way. It took him 20 years, but both those things are pretty much out of baseball. Congratulations to Bull Durham. Crash. December three? Yeah. A non-point wow. bullet with a name. I know you're not going to get that in there. I know. You know what else I didn't put on here, and and for good reason, but I probably should have played you the song just for fun. I didn't put the Chicago Bulls in here because I don't like them, mm. but I should have at least played you their opening song just so you could hear it today and get yourself excited for numbers two and one. Most famous sports and And a small forward. It's six foot out of Libby, Montana. <laughs> Justin Barnes. You making me shorter now, too? What are you, six one? Power six, forward, 5'11". 
Seven foot arm length and width, Maura Dooley. <laughs> length and width? You think she's her arms are seven feet know. in width? You say Maura's got fat arms? And that point guard, a five eight <laughs> sophomore out of Boston, Massachusetts. Oh. How dare you? Oh, we got another good one that we missed. What's here. that? Oh, Sandra Bullock. Ah, oh, that one hurts. <laughs> that one hurts. Number two. <laughs> This song live is one of the best live songs wow. I've ever heard in my life. I wish I would have Harry Kubrick. I bought tickets to see him. You could put that underneath Sherman and Michael Urban arguing. Rage Against the Machine? Yeah. Yeah. Probably could. yeah. Dude, when they play that song live and he does that little wow, wow, and they just yeah. like had two yeah. huge, all dark, two huge strobe lights just bouncing off his guitar. One of the coolest things I've ever seen live. Yeah, Unbelievable. Bought tickets to see him with Run the Jewels? Ah. No, I know that one hurt. That one really hurt. Wait, number one then. Oh, never. I know. I think you guys should know. Yeah. For me, the number one, not the bull mastiff, not the bull terrier, not those gross bully sticks. Those are nasty. Mm, 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 mm. Not the defunct radio station, 98 Nine the Bull. No, not yeah. that one either. Yeah. It's the French Bulldog. Number not a good down in Athens. Right where they belong. Number one, the French Bulldog. Yeah. Poor nice. Wendell. I saw a great French bulldog yesterday named Tank. Good looking guy. Mm. Hung out with him for a little bit. All right, we got to run. Tomorrow's going to be huge. What? You say thank God. That was a rough one. What are you talking about? (laughs) That was a a dynamic list full of music and movies and sports references and dogs. Drinks. That was your kind of a list. We got Buster Buster Rhyme tomorrow. Buster only at 730. Wow. KJ Wright at 8 o'clock. Scott Service at 930. We'll talk to you guys at 6. Until then, the hay. Stay hot. Go Mariners. In the barn. With the Bulls. See everybody.